Hello, and welcome to episode three. I'm your host, Sarah Chappé. And I'm your other host, Jake Cooley. The Relatively Relatable podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, FAQs, and advice from two people who have no business giving it. Relatively Relatable is brought to you by Blank Slate Link, and to find out more, head to our Facebook and Instagram page at Blank Slate LNK. So Jake, my living situation is one that a lot of people find very hard to understand, and so many awkward conversations come out of it. And for those of you that don't know, my husband, Stefan, and I currently rent my basement out to my best friend, Ashley. Um, It's always just like had me thinking like what my neighbors think our living situation is because I can't imagine that they think it's like a normal living situation. Right. With all three of us living there. Um, So yeah, whenever I talk about it to people, there are always so many random questions or such. And there's just a lot of funny stories about us three living together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally feel like it's a sitcom some days. <laughs> so I wanted t- this week to talk about our three best living situations and our three weirdest situations. And then Great. we also have some listener situations that we get to discuss as well. I th- I'm very excited to see what our listeners have endured. I have read <laughs> them and they're pretty funny. I, yeah. I've laughed every at every one of them. So... Nice. But we'll save those for the end. Best for last. So what was your, one of your best living situations? Um, One of my, these aren't really in any particular order, I don't think, but the first one that came off or came to mind was my freshman year of college. Um, The thing that made this the best was I was living with um, my best friend. Um, Mm -hmm. So he was a year older than me, uh, my friend Jackson. And um, he had transferred from University of South Dakota to Nebraska, and I was going to Nebraska my freshman year. So it worked out that we were able to live in the dorms together, which was sick. Um, We had one of those apartment-style dorms. Yeah. So there's four of us, but Jackson and I actually shared a room. Um, And at the beginning of the year, like, we just had our beds bunked and then our two desks under our bunks. So, like, a pretty standard setup. But then um, after a while, we... Like, we were starting to play video games together more often, but, um, like, I had my PlayStation, he had his PlayStation, we'd have, we had, both had two separate TVs, and we're like, all right, we need to set up, like, a super dope gaming station so that we can um, just go in together. So, we eventually took apart my bunk, and we made bunk beds out of, like, the bunk on the other side, and then we put our two desks together and had both of our TVs on the desks, mm-hmm. and we called it Mega Desk. <laughs> And so, like, when we were studying, we were studying next to each other, but then when we were gaming hard for, like, hours on end, we would, like, literally be sitting right next to each other, but with our own TV. (laughs) And uh, we played this game called Destiny, which was, like, basically the equivalent of Halo on the PS4. It was made by the same company. Okay. Um, And, yeah, we we put in lots of hours playing Destiny on Mega Desk. So that was was a lot of fun. Living with your best friend freshman year of college is nice. You get, you know, someone someone that you know to come home to and hang out with. Um, But then Megadesk was a big factor in making that one of my... (laughs) I'm like, I've got this weird thing for really cool desk setups and like really cool room setups. Yeah. And that was like one of the ones of all the of all the ones that I've been able to put together. That was one of the ones that like satisfied my weird like desk fetish (laughs) the best. So. I remember when you and Jackson were living together, we were playing that like tag game or however you would describe it. 
Oh yeah, assassin. With the, assassin with the spoons, and <laughs> yeah, it got down to the point where I had to tag Jackson, and I knew I was gonna have to sneak into your dorm room to do this, and I literally was like lurking in the university parking lot for like an hour <laughs> waiting for yeah. somebody to open the door so that I could like come up and be like, oh, I left my card, or like, or just like somehow sneak in, but he had like opened it. And like walked through and I was able to just like slide into this like dorm room door. And Super creepy, by I the mean, way. I mean, yeah, but it was like I was living out my like fantasy of being like a secret agent assassin. A secret stalker. Yeah. So I like walk up to your guys' room and I'm like, I'm like shaking. Um, And I remembered that you had kept your like key. You guys had kept <laughs> a key or something behind your like name tag. Yeah. And so I like go in, I sneak in expecting Jackson to be laying on the bed, but it was Uh you and the look Uh of terror on your face because you thought I had come to like stab you with my spoon. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, wait, no, it's not me. No, I'm fine. Okay. 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 And I was like, okay, but now where is Jackson? Because I spent literally my whole day doing this. Right. Long story short, I found Jackson studying in a study room. He ripped his knee open, me trying to tackle him to the ground. Yeah. To basically adults chasing each other through the uh the dorms and yeah the best part was one of the ras came out and was like hey no running but yeah. you guys just like kept jackson doing was it. like okay and we just kept running yeah it was, it was like hilarious. live or die yeah um yeah that was a fun game for i feel like people are going to be confused about should i explain how that game worked definitely okay so it's super nerdy but this is a game that in high school some of my friends and i played and one of our friends like I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this game. Basically at the beginning of the game, you put all your names in a hat and you draw out like your target. And um, when you go, you have to like poke them with a plastic spoon. Mm -hmm. And once you do that, you inherit their target. Basically you go through and um, the last person standing wins the game, but no one knows who other people have and it's really secretive. And so that's like the fun part about it. But yeah. And you never um, know if you have the last person. Right. And uh, yeah, you don't, you don't know if you've won until the very end because they will have your name. So you'll get a thing that has your name on it. Um, So my friends and I being super nerds, we wrote this computer program on um, Google scripts or whatever, and basically set it up. So like at the beginning of the game, we put everyone's name in a spreadsheet and it took all the names and it texted everybody their target. Mm-hmm. And then you would text this number and uh, you would say kill confirmed or whatever. And then mm-hmm. it would text you your next target. So it actually felt like really secret agenty and, yes. and really cool. Like I when was it so actually, into it. When it actually worked. It took a couple rounds to get it to work because the, the code was kind of buggy. But um, yeah, it was pretty fun. So. Yeah, I literally was living my best life and spent <laughs> so much time. I was nannying at the time, so... I was only nannying like four hours a day. So I had significantly more time to kill than everybody else. And I think I ended up winning the first round just due to my sheer dedication. Yeah. Um, I remember Jackson. I had Jackson on find my friends on my phone. (laughs) And so like I would I would uh, basically always be watching him instead of like paying attention in class, I would be watching him on that in case he had me or if I had him to like Mm -hmm. know where he was and stuff. Yeah, it was. A lot of fun. 
once you that was a tangent once you add phones into it though it like significantly changes it you have to make sure like your snapchat is off your find your friends is off like right any any way that you could like have a location like instagram locations or anything like geotags you need to make sure it's all off if someone's going to be as um like diligent as i was yeah i when we were in high school playing it i had a i had one of my other friends on find my friends does that even exist anymore do people still use find my friends i think so um, I had a buddy on there and I was literally following him all over town because it was, <laughs> it was always like a few minutes behind. So like I would show up and then I'd look at it and it would be somewhere else. But, <laughs> I, you know, this was right after I graduated high school. So I had nothing better to do. Yeah. And, uh, at one point he was like stopped at the, at target for a while. He's like, okay, he's shopping at target. And so I waited in the parking lot and it was the same thing. Like I was like unreasonably nervous the whole yes. time and just waiting for him to come out. And when he finally did. Um, I just ran up to him and just like stabbed him with this spoon and ran away. And he was with his mom. It was the best thing. She was like super confused. It was incredible. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. But let's move on. Um, let's hear one of your top living situations. Um, so probably one of my best living situations. I literally got married as like a fetus. So I've never <laughs> what, had. What does that mean? I got married at 19. So I had oh, one okay. year of like not living at home and um, those are all in my worst living situations. (laughs) So my like one of my top three is the summer before college or yeah, summer before college after high school, that middle summer where you have no responsibilities, you have nothing to do. Mm, That's the best. Yeah. And this was the summer that like Netflix had started streaming. It was like the first Mm. time. So there wasn't that much to watch, but the office had been put on. And I had never seen it before. Uh, um, so I literally did nothing but watched The Office. And I worked for my mom who worked for my uncle at the time. And I literally just was like folding mail inserts for them all summer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I literally got so good at folding pieces of paper and putting stickers on envelopes and licking envelopes. Like it's ridiculous how good I am at that. That's still a skill <laughs> I put on my resume. And that's still yeah. something that jobs that I will do. Is that pretty marketable these days? It is. And like I worked at a nonprofit in Lincoln and we always had to do stuff like stuff envelopes yeah, and stuff like by hand because we would like have it. I don't know, like volunteers come and do it. And I would literally just, I would could move through them. And I was like, this is my sweet spot. You put music on our podcast. (laughs) And it was like, I could get hundreds done in an hour and it was insane. I remember I tried doing that for mom too, and uh, I just for some reason couldn't get the flow down. Oh man, I had a system. I had like wit- where my piece of paper went. I had like a folder thing. I used yeah. like a really sharp like thing to fold nice and thin. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like the best summer. I just like drove back and forth to Lincoln to come visit my then boyfriend, now husband, and um, I had no worries in the world. And I, yeah, it was awesome. Nice. I mean, any living situation where you don't have to do anything but watch Netflix and fold paper is like probably going to and get paid for it is going to be a pretty easy. Yeah. You're basically getting paid to take up space there. Yeah. And it's at home. So it's like there's always food. And yeah, as I ran all the time. So I was like super fit. And I just like ate like tropical snow, like shaved ice all the time. (laughs) And it was great about tropical snow. Yeah. What a trip. Man. (laughs) Throwback. Okay. Yours. Um, my next one would probably be, probably be my sophomore year of college. And I promise these aren't all chronological like this, but 
Um, my sophomore year of college, I decided to live on, at this, um, it was technically off-campus apartments downtown in Lincoln, but it was like right across the street from where the campus line ended. Mm-hmm. So we were able to like, you know, have fun in our dorms without, or in our apartments without worried, worrying about getting in trouble. Yeah. Um, I ended up living with three random people, which I was super nervous about, but they all ended up being super cool. So that worked out. Um, and then it was just really fun to like be in an apartment. That was my first apartment experience. So like yeah. not have to answer to, um, I'm not like a party animal or anything, but not have to answer to like RAs and stuff and like yeah. always be worried about um, like having to scan in and like if you had been out drinking um, like if, when you live in the dorms, if you had been out drinking or something, you come in, you're like, you're super paranoid that you're going to get in trouble or something. Yes. Um, but I didn't have to worry about that. And I didn't, you know, really do anything like that anyway, but a few times I did, it was, you know, fun. Mm-hmm. Um, having your own space. That was my first time that I'd ever had like my own room that wasn't like at my parents' house, yeah. you know, like really feeling like I was living on my own. So, um, learned a lot that year. I learned a lot about how to communicate with roommates that year for some reason. Like <laughs> my freshman year, my roommates, like my other two roommates that were in the other room, like we never really talked to them a whole lot. And then me and Jackson were such good friends that it's not like we had to like uh, like res- resolve any conflicts or anything really. We yeah. just got along really well. Um, but living with these guys my sophomore year, I had to learn like how to pick your battles and some yeah one of one of my worst or my most awkward stories has to do with this apartment too. But, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, I had some really good times there, so that's why it's made my my top list. Top list. Yeah. What about you? What's your next one? Um well my next one is marriage. So literally went from my parents' house to my husband's house. And um these are just in order of my life. So not necessarily in order of how much I enjoy these living situations. Sure. Um, so my next one is my little first little apartment that I got with Stefan when we first got married. It was like 700 square feet, like one bedroom, one bath, small kitchen, washer dryer was in the kitchen. Fridge couldn't even open all the way because it would hit the wall. And <laughs> yeah. but it's just like. It was like my first apartment. Like I've lived in other apartments with people, but it was always like their roommate moved out and I needed to move in. And so yeah. my name was never actually even on the lease. Mm. Um, but this was like my first apartment. It's like my first home. So I got to like redo or like decorate everything. And, you know, you're like making a life there. So that's always fun yeah. and have a lot of memories there. We lived there for four years. Nice. No. Um. Yeah. I don't know how long it was. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you get like, do you get super um, sentimental about like places that you've lived? Like if you move away, is it, is it really like kind of gut wrenching? Um, yes. And I literally have pictures on my phone still of what my old apartment looked like. And <laughs> yeah. when we moved, my mom helped me move. And um, I was like, can you just like give me a minute? And I went into every room and said goodbye and cried like it's so yeah. hard. And when we moved into our house, I didn't even sleep here for the first week because I like hadn't bonded yet. And I. I was like not about to be here. It was yeah. just like too difficult. I hate change. Change is not my thing. And really? that was like cute. Like when we sold our car, I sobbed like so hard. Yeah. It's just like it's oh, just that, like debilitating. That Malibu that you guys had. Yeah. My yeah. Bessie. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm like not that way for some reason. I used to be like when we were younger, um, I was like really attached to houses that we lived in. But then I feel like between like my junior year of high school and till now, I've moved so many times. Yeah. Just like dorm room back to parents' house, the call or the apartment back to parents' house and then move away. Like I don't really get super attached to places. Oh, the house that our parents moved out of before they moved into like their townhouse. Like, yeah. like in between house, I had already moved out and I think I had been moved out for like three years at that point, And I yeah, still I, <laughs> cried and still like had to go say goodbye to every room of the house. Yeah. But like Stefan proposed to me there, like there is like emotional sentiment right. that happens in your homes. And if you don't right. feel a little sad, you're a psychopath. And I stand by that <laughs> statement. So I guess I'm a psychopath. I mean, so I, yeah, I, uh, I think statistics. Statistically, one in two people are psychopaths. So, well, I guess I'm the psychopath of the two of us. For sure. I was definitely sad when when our when we moved out of like our childhood home. Yeah. But then after that, like, I mean, I have good memories from everywhere that I lived, and like, basically, like the day that I move out, I'm like semi sentimental, but also I'm going through like I'm in the process of moving all my crap out. I never really do like one last like walk through of memory lane, but. Maybe I should. Oh, I always do. And I'm like, I hope it, I hope the house will like remember me. And like, I hope like my apartment <laughs> will like think of me sometimes. And I'm the psychopath though, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I stand by what I said. All right. Is it, is it your it's turn? Your is turn. it my turn? Okay. Um, so um, my third most favorite living situation is my current living situation. Um, and the reason for that is, is my first time living truly by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I moved from our whole family lives in Lincoln, Nebraska, but I moved from there to Kansas city a little over a year ago. Um, so this is my, I'm in my second apartment down here now, but, um, more so just enjoy, like, I think living truly by yourself is really, really nice. Not mm -hmm. having to worry about roommates is super cool. Um, having my, my own space to set up and decorate however I want, um, I lived with my I lived with our parents for two years in college and we were never really all there at the same time. So mm -hmm. I more or less lived alone there, but I couldn't really like have all of my own furniture or move things around how much I wanted to or as much as I wanted to or like completely redo things if I wanted to. So um, and I think like having it having a really or not a really nice, but like a nice apartment with good amenities and stuff is, is really nice. Like yeah. my apartment has a super dope pool yes. that I use all the time. Um, so yeah, that's my, my, my current living situation is probably my most favorite living situation right now. Yeah, that's good. What, what about you? Do my you, what's current, your last one? my current is my favorite as well. Nice. Um, and it is probably the most unusual. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like I said, I live with my husband and my best friend rents my basement. Um, top, top three things. We got rid of our bed and, um, of course, cause I'm sentimental. I didn't want to get rid of it right away. We got a new bed. We didn't just get oh. rid of our bed, but we got, okay. a new, we got a new one. We upgraded. Sure. I could not get rid of our bed right away. Cause I was too sentimental. Didn't want to say goodbye to it. Um, it had done a lot for me, you know, like a lot of meals were eaten in that bed. A lot of right. bags of Doritos were consumed. And it's just like, you don't get rid yeah. of a friend like that without like really saying goodbye. Yeah. And so we moved it into our living room because I think we were going to try and sell it on like Craigslist or something. And like a year later, 
we had finally gotten rid of it. We'd moved it actually down into the basement and we then referred to it as bed couch because we would then just watch movies and like TV and like eat on bed couch. Right. And then there just came a point where we were like, this is as white trash as I think we can get. (laughs) And so then we moved it back upstairs because we got couches from courtesy of Ashley's parents. Right. Um, And then somebody bought it from us for like 50 bucks. So Mm. that was like top top moment living together living with my husband and my best friend is a pretty sweet gig not a lot of people can say they've done that right um and then Stefan and Ashley get along really well which also makes it easy on me it's not like I have you know my friend living in the basement and my husband living upstairs and there's not any like intermingling between all of us sure like we all we just say we're like the three amigos and sure we do everything together so it's just pretty cool it's good that we all get along it's good that we all have similar personalities, even though right. they are very much cut from the same cloth and I'm cut from like a piece of wood. Like we're just some things we're not <laughs> the same at all. What an analogy. That's incredible. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. What is like what is the average response when you tell people your living situation? Oh, we've had so many. So we r- recently just I was with um, Stefan's work friends. Shout out. And we were making fantasy football teams, so I was, uh-huh. I was just there. Um, sure. And Stefan had referred to Ashley as his downstairs wife, <laughs> and you know, there's always like looks, and you're just like hoping that they catch the sarcasm a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. this guy sitting next to me, I had never met him before. I had met everybody <laughs> else, and the guy sitting next to me, I had, I had never met before, and he's like uh-huh. sitting there staring at Stefan. And I'm like, this guy thinks he's serious. This guy has no idea he's joking. And I can't remember exactly, but Stefan was like, oh, it's Sarah's friend. He still didn't really say. He made it seem like his other wife was my friend. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah. And you could see the wheels in his head were still turning. And I was like, I just want to clarify. My best friend rents our basement from us and they are not married. I am his only wife. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of figured that, but you just, like, never know. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> yeah. you have to stop saying that to people that, like, might not know us well. Right. So we always get, like, weird questions because Stefan and Ashley are throwing that out like nobody's business. Right. They Ashley, both have pretty dry senses of humor, too. So, yes. like, you wouldn't, like, right off the cuff, especially when you meet someone for the first time, you don't want to be, like, like, because if it's true and you laugh, then you're a jerk. Yeah, or, like... They'll just like throw it out like so casually and I'm just like, okay, no, like you can't, you just like can't do that. Right. Um, yeah. So Ashley and Stefan will do that all the time. She's like, hi, I'm downstairs wife or Stefan's like, this is my second wife. And I'm like, okay, like I know it's a joke, but like they don't. <laughs> right. Or, um, so Ashley will refer to herself as like the troll in the basement. And I'm like, I hope people don't think that I like lock her in our basement, like that she right. is allowed to see sunlight. Right. It's Absolutely. like, yeah. So um and then there's just always like i'm sure there's people that think like ashley and stefan are married or like me and ashley are married and then like me and stefan are married and ashley's like our daughter that we adopted like late in life (laughs) your 25 year old daughter we've tried claiming her on taxes but it just like gets messy so Mm, right yeah Um, the irs will get you for that one yeah they really will so um yeah so that's definitely my best just because I get the best of both worlds. I Like I said, I didn't get to live with like people really before I got married. And so right. now I kind of get like 
I really do get to do both right now. And so when nice. Stefan's gone, Ashley will come upstairs and sleep in my bed with me. Um, sometimes she'll just like crawl into bed with me and Stefan and have like a little <laughs> late night chit chat. A little bond sesh. <laughs> a little bond sesh. So nice. blurring awesome. the lines maybe a little bit, but <laughs> it's fine. We say, yeah, you're crossing over into downstairs wife territory. We at that are. Point. Like, yeah. So I'm like if you're sharing bed couch, then yeah. I did out. say though, like once we have kids and if my kid calls her mom, like that's the line for me. That's like, when she has to move out. Like you did not birth this child. You do yeah. not get that title, <laughs> but you can right. have wife. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, since I went first on favorite living situations, do you want to go first and lead us off into some of our yeah. weirdest or worst living situations? I would love situations? to, and you may have to pull me out of the dark place. Because oh, I can't wait. These, I literally forgot about these until I was like trying to figure out what I was going to say, but right. like, I feel like right now in my life, podcasting is cheaper than therapy and I'm just like about to air out like what's been living inside me. Hey, you know, I think a lot of people listen to podcasts for that same reason. So, so I hope people can like relate to that. Relatively anyway. Yeah. I'm relatively. Sure they will. Um, okay. So my first one is they kind of go together. This, these two stories. So maybe I'll just, I'll just, yeah. I'll just blow through them real quick. Go through them, yeah. So when I first went to college, I did random roommates. I did, it was like the same living situation that Jake did. It was like a suite style. Um, I had a roommate and then we shared a suite with two other girls. Um, and we shared like the bathroom, living room, kitchen, everything. And the two girls that I didn't share the room with, um, we, I didn't like, I could, never really made friends with them, but they were like kind of nice and yeah. um, they were sorority girls. So like, whatever you feel about that, it's probably true. And like, they're this, they were like the stereotypical like sorority girl. Right. And like one time she got busted for like curfew or drinking or something. Yikes. And I woke up for class and she was getting ready to go pick up trash off the side of the road. And like, sure. I thought it was a joke, but it, it wasn't. Oh no. Um, so that's them. Uh-huh. No judgment. And she, I don't know if her friend was in the same sorority as her or if she just knew her from like a class or something, but said friend ended up living in their room with them or was like low key staying there enough for her to like be there throughout the week. Interesting. And it was just, it was just so awkward because she like didn't live there. I think she lived on like one of the traditional style dorms, which are a little bit worse than the ones we were living in. Right. So I don't know. It was like frustrating for me and my other, the roommate I shared with, because I was like, she's not paying to live here. It's more expensive. She's using our stuff. Like it's just getting kind of weird. It's like not that big. My breaking point. Well, I was like really passive aggressive back then. And like, yeah. still am. Yeah. And she had written on my notepad. Like you don't do that. That's mm. mine. Notepads my notepad are sacred. That, sacred thank territory. You, I feel seen right now. Yeah. And she had written on it on the fridge and she was like writing a note to either her, the other girls or to us as in general. And I wrote over it and wrote, you don't even live here. Hashtag mean girls. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. You don't even go here. And so then all of my makeup was broken somehow mm. and my towels were getting used and I was mm -hmm. slowly starting to get cold sores all over my mouth. And oh like breaking gosh. out all over my jaw. And Jake can attest, I have pretty good skin. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever had like an acne breakout. And I was literally like infected 
Mm. I was so pissed. So I was, this will lead into my second story, which is even weirder. I decided to move out. I had found another roommate to live with. Uh Uh-huh. And um, I was cleaning all my stuff out. I was cleaning my stuff out of the bathroom and I had taken like a shoe caddy thing and put it on the back of the door to hang like shampoo and stuff because our shower wasn't big enough to keep it in the shower. Right. As I'm like taking my shampoo and stuff out of this to like pack, there was just like gobs of hair shoved Uh into these like pockets. What? From like girls like because they didn't want to, you know, like clog the drain or leave it in there. But instead of just throwing it in the trash, they stuffed them into every single one. And there was probably like 24 of these like pockets. What the frick? And they were like molding because they'd been there for like a semester. Oh my gosh. So as I was cleaning them out, I just like threw them in the shower so that they would be left there to find when I left. It was just like weird. Like there was no like catty drama, but it was just like weird stuff going on. Right. Like, why are you using my towels and why are you leaving your shed in my stuff? Like, just that's throw pretty, it away. That's pretty weird. I'm or like, just shove it down the drain like a normal person. I'm pretty shocked at how disgusting women are. Yes. Like, I think a lot of guys don't actually realize how really, really gross girls can be. Yes. Like, I just girl, like d- girls' bathroom. I think guys think that, like, the women's room is this immaculate place. And it is not. It's, like, not. super clean. But I've heard horror stories about Yes what women do to the bathrooms and yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, I single-handedly saw that. And That's they gross. always would, like, make jokes that they, like, don't poop. And so, right. like, I was scared to use the bathroom because I was like, okay, well, they're going to know it was me they're then. Gonna, yeah, judge me for pooping. Or if anyone did, <sighs> they were like, oh, she just wet poop. I'm like, yeah, that is a yeah. thing that we have to do to survive, man. I've never understood, like, I knew girls in high school that would always say that they don't poop or, like, worse, that they would hold it for like until they absolutely ha- like hold it for a month. It's like, dude, it's not that gross. Just no. go. It feels great. Like let you, women you know? poop 2020. That's Hashtag all I'm saying. Let women poop. That's yeah. the next most important movement I agree. of our generation. If that's going to be your political stance, I will vote for you. Right. Yeah. Let women poop. I agree. <laughs> okay. Your turn. Okay. Well, my, my, uh, my top one actually is not super dissimilar from what, yours was so I had a bathroom story also okay um my sophomore year when I was living in that apartment um like I said I had to learn about conflict resolution pretty Mm -hmm. quickly Mm -hmm. so within the first couple weeks of college you know people the first couple weeks of college is really a lot of partying for some people and there was two of the guys that I lived with were in fraternities so similar Mm -hmm. situation and Mm -hmm. I don't know that I that I would say they were like the stereotypical like frat bros, but like Chad Brad, we're not dealing right, with like a Chad Brad. Right, here. they were um, they were like one one or two steps above Chad and Brad in mm, terms of okay. st- stereotypical st- stereotypeness. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> but so, for context, my apartment was a it was a four bedroom apartment, but it was also four bathrooms, and everybody who lived there paid an equal amount for rent. Mm-hmm. So. Logically, that means that every person's like bedroom is their own space. Every bathroom belongs to a person. Yeah. And then the kitchen and living room is shared space, right? Yes. So the confusion came because two of the bedrooms, the bathroom, they were were like master suites. Okay. So the bathrooms were built in and then two of the bathrooms were just like in a hallway, Mm. just like opposite ends of the um, apartment. Yes. (laughs) But I still kind of just assumed that it was 
understood that everybody's bathroom was their own. Mm-hmm. So this was not discussed. This was not laid out. No, we we never you know agreed on rules of the apartment, and um, the three of them had all been living together for like a year before I moved in. So oh. I was like the new guy, and I didn't okay. know all of their like unread rules. Unwritten and I rules. think I think they tried to pull a fast one on me. <laughs> they were trying to see if I was smart enough to figure this out, but. Um, so one of the guys threw a party in our apartment. I was gone. I think I was playing a show with my band actually that weekend. So I was gone and they threw a party in our apartment and I came home like late at night. I had just got back and they were all gone because they went to a concert after the party. And I came into the apartment and like the floors were all super sticky. Like they, you know, in college, basically, you go to an apartment at, or a party at someone's apartment, and it's like free reign to just trash it. Apparently, I have not been to a party like that, but I'll take your word for it. it that, yeah. I go to respectful parties where you clean up after yourself. <laughs> well, That's we're also my one coming in. We're also adults now, but like in True. college, it's it's wild. It it was literally like the movie Animal House is pretty dramatized, but there's a lot of parallels. I think. Oh, okay. Um. So I walk in, my shoes are stuck to the floor. I, I turn on the lights and it's just a mess. Bottles everywhere. Like I would l- instantly have a panic attack and throw myself was, out the window. It was so stressful. So I had locked my bedroom door before I left. Right. Um, so no one could get in there. But then I went into my bathroom completely trashed. <laughs> All of my towels were on the floor. They were wet. So people had like spilled <laughs> in my bathroom and... Um, Wiped it up with like my shower towels and there was bottles in the trash and like all like chaser bottles all over my um, bathroom counter and like no toilet paper left. Like they were like using my bathroom a lot. Like I've never <laughs> been to a party and like gone to the bathroom a whole bunch, but these people were they just like, like designated your bathroom as the bathroom. To exactly. Use. Exactly. So after like a couple, I think it was the next day after I had cleaned everything up. I texted um, the kid who had thrown the party and I said, hey, man, like, because I had gone into his bathroom mm-hmm. and it was spotless, yep. immaculate. Yep. So I texted him and I said, dude, if you're going to have people over, that's fine. But why did you tell them to use my bathroom? Yeah. And he goes, oh, I thought it was just understood that that was the public bathroom. The public bathroom? The public bathroom in a four bedroom apartment with four bathrooms where we all pay the same for rent. And you all already have your own bathroom. Right. So like. <laughs> I, is it, so there would be another one that's in the hallway. You said yeah, at the other his, end. So why is that one not the public? Because that was his. Oh. His okay. was the, uh, the yeah. one in, in the hallway. And so since I was the new guy mm. and uh, they thought they'd pull a fast one on me, they uh, told all of their disgusting friends to go trash my bathroom and see if that was me i would have picked up all of the wet stuff and just went and put it in their bathroom that's what i you know i should have done that but um i was too afraid of conflict so i (laughs) decided to try to handle it like an adult but i really wanted to just wring his neck because that angers me one it really bothers me like i was never into partying in college really because i i hate the idea life what that came later yeah, in life. Basically. <laughs> but I, I mean, I just, I had been to a few and I always felt super uncomfortable about the fact that people were just like trashing someone else's house. Yes, because like, it is be, somebody else's just being house. Super inconsiderate and like, ugh, terrible. I, I'm going to go to the dark place if I talk about this too much. <laughs> oh, I just realized I'm proud of myself. I didn't go to the dark place. Yeah, you didn't go too, it wasn't too bad. But yeah, um, yeah that, that was a mess. I was not happy about that. Yeah, I can see why. 
What's okay. your uh, What's your last one? This last one may take me to the dark place because it's still it's still up for debate with um, me and my current roommates. Uh huh. So this story comes me Ashley has been living in our house. I don't know, maybe a year. I can't really remember. It's pretty early on. Like uh-huh. if it, if a year, if not less. And, um, so we're all trying to be like really nice to each other still. Like we have right. not seen each other's true colors yet. Like, right. you know? Yeah. And so Ashley has this, um, appreciation dinner or something for work. And then she was going to go out with coworkers afterwards. So she asked me if I could, if she needed a ride, if I could come pick her up. So I was staying up late trying to in case she texted me because i would not hear my phone if she texted me or called Uh me this is pre-uber so (laughs) i think uber had just started in lincoln so it was like you know we're not really sure what we're trying to do with uber and now it's just like i'm going to the grocery store i don't really want to drive i'm going to uber (laughs) this is pre that time in our lives sure so she calls me i want to say like about midnight or one like not really that late but late enough where i'm like not feeling it Uh uh-huh She's like, hey, I probably need a ride. If you could just come get me. We're like, yeah, sure. So Stefan was going to drive down and drive her car back. And then I was going to drive Ashley home so that we wouldn't have to do it again in the morning. We were like trying to be ahead of this. Right. And we get there. We pick up Ashley. We get to her car. I drop Stefan off for him to drive. And I just kind of drive off. I didn't wait. Right. Um, Which that's, you know, everyone says that. By everyone, I mean Stefan says that is the reason this all fell apart because I didn't wait. Yeah. Um, but we can draw conclusions once you get all the facts. So yeah. we drive home, me and Ashley are driving home, and our street has like a bunch of cops in it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is really sketch. Um, so we like pull in really quick into the dr- into the garage. I pull up like a low sketchy police scanner on my phone and we're like listening to like what's going on (laughs) yeah and they said like some guy was running through the backyards jumping the fence and was armed so i'm like i don't know what armed is like is that a knife is that like a gun like i don't know does he carry another arm like a third arm he's a third arm with an arm yeah so i we're sitting like in our kitchen we can look right out the window and we're like watching this go down even though (laughs) people could clearly see us like they had to have been able to see us. We're sitting right. there and we're waiting for Stefan to pull up. And he's like, not pulling up, not pulling up in our minds. It felt like an hour in reality. It was probably like 10 minutes. Yeah. I text Stefan, no answer. I call him and out of my ear. I hear his phone ringing in his, <laughs> on his side table. Yeah. And the steam in my body started to build. The pressure in my brain was becoming so high because we had just talked about how he always leaves his phone at home and how he may need it one day to call me. Right. This was that day. Right. And he did not have it. Mm. And so we decide we need to go get him or find Uh him at least. And so Uh Ashley grabs a knife with her in case the guy. Like a butter knife. It was like a serrated like bread knife. <laughs> Even better. It was like our it's like this green one I think we've since thrown away. So she would have had to really like go to town on this guy to defend herself with a serrated knife. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. like it's not like I could have just driven away or like ran the guy over with my car. It was like, no, Ashley, get out, stab him. Not even it, stab him. Get out and saw his arm off to make sure he doesn't <laughs> come after us. 
So we're driving down the street and Ashley, you can just feel she's like the guilt inside her is just like building. She's like, I've made Sarah a widow. She's like, widow, yeah. I'm going to have to take care of her for the rest of my life because because of me now, Sarah does not have her spouse. Right. Sarah cannot take care of herself without Stefan. So like I'm next of kin. <laughs> yeah. Since she is our daughter and second wife. Like, I don't know how that works. Like if she become my wife, like daughter take wife. Mm. Well, yeah, we would Ew. figure it out later. Yeah. So we pull up to where her car was parked and car is there. Stefan is not. And Ashley instantly is just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she, you can just tell she just has already accepted the death of Stefan. Yeah. And I'm just like annoyed with him. Cause I'm like, he probably freaking walked away from the car and now we can't find him cause he doesn't have his phone. Right. So we're sitting there and I'm like, trying to figure out what to do like i don't know 30 seconds goes by and just this little head pops up in the back seat <laughs> stefan had hunkered down with a blanket and he was gonna sleep there yeah thinking we weren't coming back for him wasn't this like in the dead of winter wasn't it super cold yeah it was like in february or something <laughs> maybe i don't know i'll have to i'll have to see when her appreciation dinners are but i was like i just like had no words because i was like what was your thought process? You were going to sleep in this car. It's right. literally like 12 degrees outside. Right. You have like no blanket. Yeah. And so we come to find out that her battery had died because she'd left her lights on. Yeah. Which, you know, in my opinion, like that's where the story starts. Like that's where the mistake is made. Yeah. She's really. The, I don't believe the mistake starts by me driving off. I feel like the mistake starts at like grab your phone, but like right. whatever. Um, And so then. As we get in the car, we realize it's like dead, dead. It's not going to jump. It's like 3 a.m. at uh -huh. this point. And so we like get in the car. Stefan gets in and it is just dead silent. Uh huh. You can see the steam coming out of my ears at this point. And this is the one in me that is just like. Type one. Type one. Yeah. And um, Stefan just whispers. He's like, just do it. Just get it over with. And I just <laughs> unleashed. Every emotion I had ever felt in my life at that point, Just anything, anything I had felt towards them came out that night. Oh, and Ashley's hilarious. in the back seat, just like in so much awkward pain. Like when you're at your friend's house and they start, your the parents start ripping out the friend, and you're just yeah, and you're just like, like oh, oh gosh, make it stop, make it stop. <laughs> Oh, and no. we get into the house and I'm just still going. I'm just, I have no off button uh -huh. and, and it was just, yeah, we just went. That's pretty much the whole story. The next day we were able to get our car jumped and it was literally fine. Everyone's alive. But I was just like, I was so annoyed with both of them. <laughs> yeah. And they know it still to this day. Actually, it was actually the one that told me to add this to the list. When you when I saw this list and you said the car fiasco, I thought you were going to talk about when she got her drive shaft stolen in front of your car. In front yeah. Of your well, Stefan said that's not that's not an encounter that happened to me, so I don't sure. get to say it. Yeah. But yeah, like there's so much stuff that goes on at our house now that I probably just don't even know. A close second to that is that um, it's taken me three years to tell Ashley the things that annoy me about her, <laughs> and like vice versa, and yeah. we. One night she just asked me, she's like, so what do I do that like annoys you? And I'm like, uh -oh. we don't want to do this. Uh oh. Like, don't do this. Like, we will never be able to come back from right. this conversation. You will have to move out once. You yeah. Move. I was like, yeah. goodbye. Like, we're not friends anymore. Like, once right. we do this, like, it's over. Yeah. It was actually fine. We, I really over 
was overdramatic, but that's, that's the funny. sixth in me. Yeah. So. How do you remember all these? Um, because I didn't want to get involved in the enneagram, and I am now involved, and I now seek out information <laughs> about it. Crazy. Like I'll have to re- just, I'll have to retake the test so that I can have a conversation yes, with you about it. That we should do a podcast on that one. Yeah. Okay, uh, your turn. Well. I don't really have another like super eventful one to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of disappointing. But um, one of my, when I was a freshman in college, um, Jackson and I were, you know, hunkered down at Mega Desk playing video <laughs> games as we usually were. And then um, our other two roommates had a bunch of friends over, like out in the common area, in, like mm-hmm. the living room or whatever. And they were being super loud on a Mm -hmm. Friday night. And that's like just asking for the RA to come knocking. Yeah. And they were out there drinking, which um, we were a dry campus. So like even if you were of age, you couldn't have alcohol in the dorms at all. So Jackson puts on his big boy pants because I was too scared to. And he goes out (laughs) and tells um, one of our roommates like, hey, dude, we don't care if you drink or whatever, but um, we don't want you to do it here because the rule was – if you got busted with alcohol in the room, everybody who lived there got written up for it. Yeah. And if you were not 21, you would get an MIP. Even, even if, if you weren't, you weren't drinking. If it yeah. wasn't yours, they technic- like it was considered shared, which is like, I don't know, a debatable rule, but we didn't want to chance it. Yeah. Because they were being super loud. We, we just knew it was a matter of time before they came yeah. in. Yeah. So they ended up like, they're super cool about it, actually. They ended up leaving and going to a different room like two or three doors down. Like we could basically still hear them the whole time. Um, So then eventually like Jackson and I had both gone to bed and then it seemed like I was asleep for like 20 minutes, but I think it was actually like multiple hours. But then I just, I wake up to the sound of Jackson doing a breathalyzer and I was like, wait, we told him to leave. For those of you who didn't see my face, my jaw just dropped. Yeah. So I woke up, I woke up to the, to the, I could see out of our bedroom door, like to the main door. Jackson was doing a breathalyzer. A uniformed police officer was right there with him. And our roommate looked like he was dead, like a standing <laughs> dead man. And so basically what had happened, like which we had predicted, they were being super loud. The RA went in there, found a bunch of booze, called the yeah. cops. They got um, like apparently one of our roommates went all of college without getting an MIP but his parties got busted all the time. He was just really good at like Talking running away or hiding. Like, he, oh, I think okay. he, hurt, he hid in this girl's closet this time or whatever. But our other roommate got mipped and he was, I don't remember what his um, blood alcohol level was, but it was like kind of ridiculous that they brought him back to our room. Like they, you're like, surprised he's alive to this They should day. have taken him to the hospital. They So the reason that they were breathalyzing Jackson was to make sure that he was of sound mind to be able to take care of this guy because he was so tanked. Oh, my gosh. That's not Jackson's job. I know. Exactly. But, it, I mean, that story is kind of lame because it didn't really affect all of us, but I call it the close call because. Well, I mean, um, I did not see that turn of events happening. Yeah. <laughs> so that the, took me by surprise. The funny part about it was just like that I woke up to like a cop in our room and I was like what is like what is going on oh my gosh I'd be so scared that's like a fear of mine right well I I immediately got nervous because like (laughs) am I I drunk was I drinking right I'm just like a naturally like I'm really bad at like playing games where I have to 
we have to like lie or accuse yeah. each other of people because I have just like this guilty conscience. If someone accuses me of something, I'm like, I don't know. Did I do it? Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I can't super, remember now. I was super nervous that we were going to get in trouble. I think we actually, we like, they kept alcohol in the freezer. Mm-hmm. So I was afraid they were going to like search our room or whatever and that we would all get busted. And I was just a yeah. super wimp about getting in trouble. I still am. So, I mean, that's not just like getting in trouble. That's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, pretty right. serious. Right. He ended up being able to divert it, though. He did, did a bunch of classes and community oh, service. Oh, good for him. Man, I'm proud of him for really friends. turning it around. Did Jackson get... Oh, Jackson didn't get in trouble. They just wanted to make sure he was No, like, yeah, they just okay. wanted to make sure that um, the other kid wasn't going to die yeah. if, we, if you left him with us, which was stupid. If I feel like if oh, you have to, sure. if you have that thought, yes. you, just, you should take just him to the Just do hospital. it. Just take him to the hospital. Oh. Um, one, I just thought of a... Uh, a, a note of one of my random roommate encounters. It wasn't actually yeah. a roommate that I had, but it was while I was living on campus and I'm including it because we know this person okay. and you know him well. Okay. Um, so Tyler Talbot of the Talbot <laughs> brothers used to live three <laughs> floors wait. above me. Yeah. And we actually were in an English class together yeah. and mm, I don't know, maybe Tyler would own up to this, but he was like not in class a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, and I was, uh-huh. and so I get like this text at three in the morning and then this like pounding on my door and I have my retainers in, so I'm like not ready to see anybody. Right. And I open the door and he's like, Hey, do you have the English notes? And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, I like am talking with a lisp right now. I'm like, Tyler, what are you doing here? Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I need the English notes. He like goes into my bathroom, starts like singing the song, Sarah. I don't remember it because uh-huh. that's like who he is, maybe still. <laughs> and then like as quick as he was there, he left and was gone. Really? And I was just left standing in my doorway in my living room with my retainers in. Man. Wondering where Tyler Talbot went. That guy's a ghost. And I, I asked him about this recently because I was like, mm, does he like remember this? He says he does. So. Yeah. I'm that impressed was, I told him. That was he... before I had even met him. That's the weird part. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't meet Tyler until after your freshman year of college. Oh. He, he moved back to Kearney for that summer. Oh, yeah. So, that yeah, you met him before I even did. Oh, wow. Well, that's what happened. And um, <laughs> I told him he needs to write a song about it. And yeah. honestly, if I don't get like royalties to that, I'm going to be a little annoyed. Right. So, I mean, you are the inspiration to whatever song. That yeah. Is, so. And like I had to live that trauma. So, right. <laughs> well, I'm glad you survived. Yeah. Um, should we move on to some of our listeners stories? I'm really excited to hear some of these. Yes. Let's okay. Um, the first one says, I had a roommate freshman year of college that I had to Febreze because he smelled. You had to Febreze the, the guy? The, the roommate? person, yes. Interesting. Yes. Oh, that's got to be the, living with a smelly person. I'm I'm lucky to not have had to do that. I just like, I was thinking about this um, because like I've known people who smell. Yeah. And like I'm genuinely asking like can you not smell yourself like yeah. when you go outside do you smell like different air or and then you like come into your room and you're like mm, this air is stagnant and it is bad and right. it's probably me well I can even smell myself like I've got some shirts that I've worn to the gym just a few too many times like and they yeah. smell real bad when yes, I when I too. sweat them it's like reactivating the stench but I've had that happen to me when I was at the gym and I literally thought someone was farting like eight times. And I'm like, geez, who is like ripping it right now? And I finally smell myself. I'm like, 
Oh, it's me. No. And my friend was yeah. like, yeah, it is you. And I'm like, who doesn't tell someone that right. also? Okay, but people who people who like have chronic stench, they get really, really defensive if you tell them like, hey, dude, you need to like do something. Would they, you be more defensive if you if someone said, hey, you smell or if you woke up knowing you were Febrezed in the middle of the night? I mean, I like I would be like offended. Right. But I feel like if you're to the point where you're just spraying Febreze on someone, you're either <laughs> you're either a jerk or it's like the last your last resort. Like you've talked to them about it a couple times. What if you haven't? Like, what if he's just like, mm, I'm not touching this subject, so I'm just going to oh, Febreze well, my... Oh, that's unacceptable. You can't just Febreze someone without How would least... you even bring up that conversation? It's really it's really awkward. I've never done it. <laughs> you just so have to lean into I it. I can't say that I, that I really know, but I would really... Yeah, you just kind of have to be like, hey, man, um, you kind of stink. <laughs> <laughs> I w- so what I would do is, if you li- like, if you live together, I would try to catalog their... Um, because I'm a creep... I would try to catalog their like hygiene habits. Like if they ever, I would say, oh, that's so. I would much be work. like, dude, I noticed that you haven't showered in the last like X hours or the last so many days, and um, I can kind of tell. So you might want to do something about that. I think I would go towards like my camp counselor and be like, shower party, like let's go. <laughs> yeah. Like, grab your toothbrush. Let's put some tunes on. Like shower party. Yeah. And like make it a fun event for both of us. Yeah, I'm not that way. No. I would either do that. I would either do my plan where I just call him out or I would move. I would just get yeah. up in the middle of the night and leave. Yeah. To me, like, I've gotten to a point in my life, in my long, um, how old am I? Almost 24 years of life that conflict is not really worth my time anymore. <laughs> like, I've, I've kind of gotten to a point where if it, if it, if it's really, like, inconvenient for me, I'll just, I'll move. go through a lot more effort to not have to have an awkward conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because um, whenever I tell my girlfriend this, she like doesn't believe me. But I used to teach a class in college about interpersonal skills and like emotional awareness. Awareness, and one of the things that we talked about was conflict resolution. And did you just skip that part completely? No, you just I, ripped it out of the book. No, I was actually a really good teacher, but like a lot of teachers teach things that they don't actually do. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can't do teach, that is the thing. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What's the next one? <laughs> Okay, this one has a, a particular kind of theme with the last one. Okay. Uh, my dorm dorm roommate at college was a band nerd. She was the absolute worst. Sounds Had like a Kingdom it. Hearts poster and Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> even though that movie came out, what, 10 years before. Her loser band nerd slept the day during the day and would be up all night. They smelled like sweat and Doritos. One night in particular, I was going to bed and this geek jumped in my bedroom, swung around a foam sword saying for Canada and like doing moves with it, then ran away. Her converse were so smelly. I would hang them out the window in the dead of winter. I don't even remember her name because I hated her so much. Yikes. And there's like a couple things I want to unpack about that. Yeah. First of all, um, so I was in marching band for three years of high school. And this just screams band nerd. Like, <laughs> like the, you can confirm. The, the quintessential band nerd converse. Like they always have Chuck Taylors on. Um, my marching band had a LARPing day where we would bring <laughs> like, foam swords and like fight each other on the football field. Like you did this? Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Was this you? Is this story about you? It could be, but I'm not from <laughs> Canada, so... That's weird. What do you, what, uh, I don't even know where to um, start with this. Okay, well, I'm offended that she's like calling out Kingdom Hearts because like I played that 
Yeah, Granted, I played it when I was like when it was relevant. 10. You know, when it yeah. came out. Also, I smell like sweat in Doritos. Not all the time, though. But like, not to the point where someone has to Febreze you. <laughs> you know. I should ask Steph and make sure he's not Febrezing me though, because like maybe I just don't know. <laughs> Are like you maybe a heavy he... sleeper. Kind of. Oh man. With... I don't know. You might be getting ocean breezed in your sleep. I yeah, like I the my I could be going my whole life thinking I smell fine. Yeah. And then like one day he just like runs out of Febreze and I wake up and I'm like sweat in Doritos like station. <laughs> Doritos stuck to you. Sweaty, yeah. no ocean breeze. The other thing is like the fact that we've had two already where it's like people smelled so bad that the roommate had to take matters into their own hands. Like I, I can smell like when my running shoes smell bad. Yeah. So it's just like, how are people not smelling the smell? Right. How do you get to the point where that becomes like, cause like, you know how you don't, you don't recognize the smell of your own house, Yeah. but everybody's house has like a distinct smell. Smell. Yeah. How do you get to the point where like, really bad smells don't face yes. you. like your your smell sensors in your nose are just like burnt <laughs> they're just like they just turn off they're like no nah, man i can't i can't handle they this they just turn off and the fact that she says i don't even remember her name because i hated her so much is just the cherry on top of what a beautiful story that is man the brain is a crazy thing we'll just block <laughs> out traumatic information what's the next one um my roommate in college came into my room one night with her pillow in her hand and had a short conversation with me, then goes into the kitchen and then back to bed. Turns out she was sleepwalking and put her pillow in the freezer. Beautiful. I mean, I can relate to the roommate because I used to sleepwalk so bad and I would do such crazy stuff. Really? So I don't think this person's saying like this person was a bad roommate. I think they're just just saying like, look at what I had to live with and like, what I'm now afraid of is sleepwalkers. Yeah. I, I've i never really been a sleepwalker. I'm a sleep talker for sure. Mm-hmm. But I do remember when I was really young, I would go down, like our dad would hang out in the basement. He had like his man cave set up down mm-hmm. there. And I'd go down there and hang out with him at night. And uh, I would fall asleep on the couch. And mm-hmm. I would, he, we had this like uh, coffee table down there with, t- with drawers in it. And there was placemats on there and just like decorative stuff on the coffee table. And I'd fall asleep on the couch and then I'd like sit up and start shoving everything into these drawers. <laughs> and dad would go, Jake, you need to go to bed. I'd be like, no, I need to finish this first. He's like, nope, go to bed. And so then I'd just walk up to bed. wonder what you were dreaming about. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I remember waking up a few times with like my hand like elbow deep in this drawer. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, sleepwalkers are weird. I really had mm-hmm. to deal with one though. Yeah, they straight up crazy. They crazy. What's the, uh, how many more we got? Two? We got two more. What's the next one? Um, my freshman roommate used to use all my stuff and ate chips really loud. Oh, man. And like, okay, that seems like a very small like statement, but I feel like it's weighted. There's a, yeah, there's a lot going on there. Like, don't use my stuff and close your mouth. Right. Mouth chewers and mouth breathers need oh. to just get out of my life right now. Yeah, loud, um, loud chewers. I have the whatever. I've self-diagnosed myself with whatever that disorder is, where listening to people eat makes you want to r- jump off a cliff. Ooh, I've heard of that. It like I will go into absolute blind rage if someone 
is like making unnecessary mouth noises when they eat. Yeah. And like even if they're not like if the room is so quiet and I can just hear the food moving around in their mouth, like like it makes the hair stand up on the back of my head and it like yeah. I see red. It's really, really crazy. Yeah. So if they eat chips really loud, man, I would move. I would just I would move. absolutely move. <laughs> also, this is like freshman roommate, so like you have to kind of figure this out the hard way a lot of times, but this is why I really don't like having roommates because you always have to have these weird conversations about like, this is mine, you're welcome to use it, but like there's this understanding like, that ask. it's mine. But then there's yeah. also these things that are mine that you can't use. Yes. It's like trying to navigate like, what can I use? What can't I use? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the best way to know is just to ask. Or just do it and see if they get mad. Okay. So <laughs> this, I just had this happen to me and Ashley. Yeah. Um, Apparently, I like never learned how to do laundry or like understand laundry. Somehow I've just kind of gotten through my life without doing it. <laughs> okay. Because like, okay, I don't know. But that's just like my life and that's like how I'm living. Sure. So no judgment. Because there's me and Stefan and Ashley. Ashley buys her own laundry detergent and we buy our own. Right. And they sit up on top of our washer. And I've just, Stefan's always bought it because we have it on Amazon like auto send uh -huh. or whatever. I've never seen it come out of the box and move into the living room okay. so, or the living room, the laundry room. <laughs> and uh, we are white trash. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm doing my laundry and I even do it. She was staring right at me and I used her laundry detergent. And so like, maybe she just didn't realize what I was doing. But then Stefan, I saw him take our new refilled laundry detergent out of this Amazon box. And I was like, is ours the orange one? And he's like, no, ours is the white one. And I'm like, <laughs> ours is the white one and he's like yeah i'm like i've been using the orange one he's like for how long i'm like how long has ashley lived here and he's like are you kidding and so i yes. i told ashley i was like ashley i feel like i have to confess like uh -huh. i'm so sorry i um like have been using your laundry detergent and apparently that same week stefan had drank her cold brew oh no and she's like, I'm moving. I mean, she didn't, but like, she definitely was about to take a Jake approach and just get out. You know, sometimes that's what just what you got to do. You just got to yeah. get out. So I that's understand funny. the like, especially if you're sharing like kitchens, like common spaces like that, like, you know, which Tupperware do you use? It all just meshes together at one point. Tupperware like, is the one. Dishes. Yeah. yeah. Like things like that. I mean, we've just been so good that we really have kind of just known, but right. there are instances where those things kind of overlap, usually on my part. Yeah, and like I, I joke a lot, but you really should just be able to communicate through those things. Yeah. Don't do what I do and move every time. It, it's exhausting. <laughs> it gets expensive. Like learn from my mistakes and just have the conversation. Have it's, the conversation. It's worth it. What is our last listener situation? Okay, this one is actually a story that like a friend of a friend. Told. Okay. So it says a girl this weekend said her college roommate spilled chicken noodle soup in her sheets and just covered it up and slept on top of it because she didn't want to clean it up. What? She said it was all black and moldy when she found it. And there was a bunch of half eaten fast food bags under her bed. Like, where are these people living and who are they and who raised you? I don't even have words. This also, sounds made like, up. Isn't your chicken noodle soup like soppy? So you're sleeping in and like soft. soppy sheets. And then also like, like didn't clean it after. I So like <laughs> I kind of get if you spilt it and then we're like, ah, it's so much work to clean it up right now. 
I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt because like there have been times where like I've been drinking water in bed and I spilled it and I'm That's like water. Okay, yeah, but okay, just hear me out. Okay. I'm just trying to unpack this in a logical way. I can kind of see that, but I don't see how you can wake up the next day and then be like, nah, noodles, just leave them. I like, literally to the point don't where understand that. Just gets that. Gross. You would literally have to turn off your logical thinking part of your brain <laughs> to go to sleep in soup. Like well, that's I mean, what you you're could, doing. Like you could probably sleep around it. Like there's a wet spot and then like you sleep on the other side of the bed. Like I'm assuming this is like maybe dorm room style. It yeah. does. It's just as college roommate, so it could be like you know they have their apartments. Maybe she's got a queen size bed. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming it's like dorm room style. So those beds are small. Yeah. If this is a small bed situation, you really gotta clean that up. You can't be sleeping. I just in like just bed. rip your sheets off and deal with it in the morning. Like the fact, unless you are literally so drunk that they the police see. officer has to breathalyze your other roommate to take care of you. That like another, Jake's. That, that's another variable. I, I, yeah. I would definitely I just don't understand where I'm like, mm, yeah, you know what? Sleeping in chicken noodle soup, like, that's fine. Like, yeah. I'm a person that can do that. Like, who are you? Where were you raised? Yeah. In a trash can? I usually feel weird if I wake up and my jeans are still on, let alone got noodles all over me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. Okay. And so then she's got half-eaten fast food bags under her bed. That room has got to stink. And what a waste of half of all your fast food meals. Exactly. Who are like you're a trash person because you sleep in soup and you're a double trash panda because you're leaving half-eaten food under your bed. I also have this thing about people that can't that don't finish their meals. Yeah. Just well, like, I sometimes do that, but like, like then I, I save it. I get that not everyone not everyone is like me and can just eat until they explode and still not feel full <laughs> and like you know if that's the case wrap it up and put it in the fridge but i really have a weird thing about people throwing away like half of a meal especially yeah, if that wasteful. if that includes throwing it in your corner of your bedroom and just letting it rot. yes yeah like you have a trash can that is the other thing that just like i don't understand you have a trash can in your room like usually dorm rooms provide you even with a trash can you don't yeah. even have to get those exactly all you have to do instead of throwing it into your corner it's just like shift your body and like throw it in your trash can. Right. I hear you. I don't understand. There's I don't know where you people are finding these roommates this, or where the universities are. But this is why I live alone now. I just don't yeah. like to deal with it. It's <laughs> honestly like. So what are you going to do? Like if you annoy yourself, like do you move? Like how's that? Oh, I annoy myself. You know? I've annoyed myself my whole life. I've, I've mm. really come to terms with having critical conversations with myself but yeah. it's like I have so many of those with myself and about things that I annoy myself with that it's like I don't have the bandwidth to have those conversations yeah. with other people. <laughs> you know, true. if I can con control that variable and just isolate myself from all those people, then I can really focus on having um, psychotic conversations with myself all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's usually my approach. So Sounds good to me. Yeah, it's worked for me so far. I mean, kind of anyway. I've yeah. only I've only gone insane a few times, so. Well, that's the end of our listener questions. So anytime we have those up on our Instagram account, go ahead and answer them or send us a DM about them. Um, they'll stay anonymous, and but you may be featured and listen to me and Jake tear it apart. So yeah. <laughs> um, moving on, every week, Jake and I do go-tos for the week. So Jake, what is your go-to this week? Yeah, so my go-to this week is not an app this time. Nice. Um, it's called a Soaz Smash. 
Okay. So what this is, this is a thing I've been doing in the gym as a warm-up. Um, so I've got really tight low back, really tight hips, and then also mm-hmm. I've noticed that like my um, abdominal muscles on like my obliques are really tight to the point, mm-hmm. like basically because I sit down all day, like my entire posterior chain has just gotten really gone to crap. So mm-hmm. um, I heard about these and I gave them a shot. Basically, you lay down on the floor completely flat and you take a kettlebell and you take whatever weight you can handle. So you kind of got to experiment. Um and you take that and you just kind of lay it on your oblique and let the weight mm-hmm. like um, stretch out all your like internal organs and your ab muscles. Oh, yeah. My chiropractor um, did that to me. Yeah. So your your psoas is like a super deep um, structural muscle. And so basically the idea is you take a, a rigid weight and you put it in there because that's the only real way to stretch it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do that for like a couple minutes on each side before my workouts. And I've noticed that it's really helped um, unlock my back tightness. Mm-hmm. So it's really crazy how it's like almost instant how well it works. So if, yeah. you're, if you're struggling from low back tightness or pain, which I'm guessing most people are because um, people these days are pretty sedentary at yeah. their desks, um, give this a shot if you're in the gym and you have access to kettlebells. Um, if you don't, you can get like a lacrosse ball and do the mm-hmm. kind of same thing. You can lay down on it. Um, and the idea is it's not supposed to be super comfortable. You want it to be kind yeah. of like a six or seven it's on the pain kind scale. Of painful. Yeah. Um, anything higher than that, it's like going to be counterproductive and anything lower than that, it's not going to do anything either. So um, yeah, slightly uncomfortable, but still it should feel like a good stretch basically. Yeah. Um, but I so do you it. do it flat on your back because when I did it, I was on like, obviously like the chiropractor's table and he had me bring my leg down. So it even pulled a little bit more. Oh yeah. Like stretching my yeah, leg. You, you definitely can. I just didn't, I don't have access. I guess I could do it on a bench. I'll have to try that yeah. next time. I've just been doing it laying down. But yeah. Yeah. Like I, I have super tight, like the front of my hips are super tight and I've never really been able to stretch those. But then when I do these, I can feel it stretching mm-hmm. like places that even the kettlebell's not at. So yeah, it's nice. That's my go-to. What about you? Yeah. Um, this week, um, well, I kind of wrote something else, but I think I'm just going to go with my gut on this. Dude, go for it. Um, I'm late to the game, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine has been my go-to this week. Oh, I love that so show. I had like a really stressful week. Not stressful because of what I was doing, but just stressful because a lot of moving pieces. I had uh-huh. my event this week, had people coming in from out of town. Um, and so, you know, you're just got a lot going on. Yeah. And so my like, I Friday, I took the day off before the event and... That's all I did. I binge watched like pretty much all of season five yeah. of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And it is just so funny. And I, because I'm watching it late, I had to miss, you know, the like drama of it being canceled and like NBC picking it up uh-huh. and all of that. But it's, I believe it's still on. I think so. Yeah. Okay, good. Because it is so funny. Uh-huh. It is like the humor I understand could be like kind of hard. It's kind of like that Parks and Rec style humor. It's not documentary style though. It's very um, character specific. Like each yes. character has a very, very specific personality and it's like yes. very dramatized, but it's super funny. Yes. And it is so funny. And um, it's just like a good, it just started as a show for me to watch like while I was eating lunch. And now uh-huh. it, they're so short. The episodes are so short. You can just like quickly make it an eight hour binge session and not really <laughs> yeah. notice. What happened yeah, it to gets your away life? from you. I uh, yeah. I used to watch that show, um, like last fall. I watched all of the episodes that were available, and then 
I haven't like gotten back into it once they've started posting new Ugh. seasons, but I to, like don't ever want to stop. I'll have to rewatch it and get caught. Have back you up. heard Rosa's actual voice? It's super high pitched. It is so wild. And she's got like a really deep voice in the show. Yeah. Yes. I first heard her on an interview and I was like, is she acting now or is she acting? I know, I was like, that's fake. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think I've seen her do like another role too, though, where she had, she did that to her voice. I think she had it super low. Yeah. She like made yeah. it lower. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my go-to this week. It got me through. It helped me decompress. So if you guys are looking for a new show, um, I always see people asking. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Hulu. I'm watching it on Hulu. Yep. So I don't think it's on Netflix. So. Nope. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Relatively Relatable. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review of our show if you haven't already. To stay connected with us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Blank Slate LNK. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.